You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. The truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network is fueled by joy. Joy Dog Food has been in business for many decades, since the 1940s. They've never had a recall. They only use 100% American-made products to bring you a dog food formula that is going to keep your hounds on their feet and performing at a high level. Late round bound, the next bear race, the next cat race, whatever you got going, Joy can keep your dog fueled up. I personally feed Joy for this reason. They are not afraid to get in the trenches and get in the fight. They will show up at a local meeting where people are trying to pass tethering laws or uh, breeders' bills or whatever and put their name on that and put their reputation on the line to support us. So find Joy Dog Food on the internet, find that dealer locator, find a dealer near you. Go to joydogfood.com and keep those hounds fueled by joy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of The Truth on the Houseman XP Podcast Network, and today I'm joined by Mr. Zane Allen. Now, you guys are going to remember Zane from some of the Circle Points episodes and some of the other stuff we talked about. Hey, did you listen to my uh, thyroid uh, debate deal with yes. the vet? Yes, okay. I listened to All it. All right, <laughs> I was just double-checking. Tell your fam damnly up there, tone it down. Gee whiz, they sound like a herd of buffaloes upstairs. They're jumping up and down, sounds like. <laughs> but reason we brought Zane on here again, you're going to hear a familiar voice from some of the other episodes, but we've talked about uh, coon hunter and whitetail hunter relationships, and it's that time of year. <laughs> what are they doing up there? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm down here with you. How would I know? <laughs> Well, is this a nightly deal, or is oh, it just because yeah. I'm here with the podcast? No, it's it's a nightly deal. <laughs> they jump up and down every night. But uh, we talked about this. It's that time of year. It's middle of rifle season in North Missouri. Uh, you just shot. Coon season. Yeah. Coon, coon season, season starts opens, today. Or second coon season. Yeah. Because now we have a first and second season. Why do we even have one? It ain't, why ain't it year-round? I don't know, and I know they're going that way eventually. They surely will. Aren't you what Jed call you, like a physicist or something? <laughs> yeah, but contrary to popular belief, Jed don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they, they will eventually. But what really kind of aggravated me about this is now our season comes in August 15th. To October 15th. Yep. And then shuts down from October 15th to November 15th, and then opens again in November 15th. So what they did is they gave us a couple months before the deer season, or before the rut hits and all that stuff, and the deer hunters. So really all they've done, and they also open trapping too. Right. All they've done is make it to where the deer hunters can dog-proof their bait sites and get your coons out of the way without us bothering them. Yeah. So we'll take it. It's better than nothing, but still not ideal. Uh, 
our coon numbers. What are you seeing for coon numbers right now? Oh, we're probably as good as they've ever been. I don't think there's, what, five of us in the county that's coon hunting anymore. Yeah. Well, there's me, you, which Noe only hunts during season. So me, you, Jeremy, Noe, uh, Francis is down in Trenton now. Who else coon hunts? Everybody else is in the next county over. I was say, if they do, they won't coon out with me or you, so. Well, I mean, that, there's a I reason. mean, I've gotten to the point where I won't even coon out with me or you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a reason for that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, and we all hunt the same farms, though. Yeah. Like, we all, me and Jed hunt over here on you, and then we all hunt out there on Hartley's. Uh, a lot of us hunt there around Ravana on some of that stuff, Schaefer's where I live. Yep. You know, we all hunt pretty much the same stuff. But uh, coons everywhere. Oh man, and deer everywhere. Yeah, I mean you shoot. You shot a freaking dandy the other day. I was yes. actually talking, showing Jed the picture yesterday because they haven't killed nothing, so I was rubbing it in. <laughs> but what he, what was he? Eight pointer. He said he scored one fifty one. Yep, one fifty one. Some change. So. And I'm I'm looking at your wall over here, and so you got that one fifty one. You got these. Uh, ones that are just skull mounted and then you got the one two three four five uh shoulder mounts and i assume that one on the left is probably scored the highest he's actually the second one in the middle the one in the middle the tall highest, one yeah yeah even so 10 yeah what are those score going left to right <clears throat> now let me turn around here the left one's 165 155 172 165 and then that smaller eight points 142 okay and so and then you shot 151 inch eight this year you got a handful six tracks over there i'm just going to guess in between 135 and 145 on the, all those yeah and so how long have you deer hunted uh and we're not we're going to get into the west virginia guys and the guys at least some of your land for deer hunting too yeah between frank and all this stuff around here uh, you got quite a few deer hunters coming in. You got a cabin that they stay in. You got living quarters up here at your shop that you have leasers in. Yep. And how long have we been coon hunting them farms and people been coon hunting those same farms? Oh, as far back as I can remember. I mean, like you said, Francis and them, yep. I know you used to come out here and hunt on Frank. Me and you have hunted together out here since we've known each other. Yeah, I remember the first the first night we hunted, we ever hunted together. I guess we can tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> Duds is a three-year-old, so that'd been nine years ago, yeah. roughly. Yeah, and he's twelve now. And so, uh, what was that freaking thing? Oh, Reno, Reno, Reno. He was my favorite dog, <laughs> a grade pup. I don't think he ever treated coon, but he yeah. is my favorite dog. So I had a Chevy Blue, and then people that don't know me know that even my hunting vehicles. I keep them pretty clean on the inside. Yeah. Some of them are train wrecked on the outside and look like they've been rolled, and some of them have. But the inside's neat and yeah. clean, and I'm kind of picky about it. Even when I trapped out of it, I kept everything on the outside so I didn't have to smell anything. And I built a dog box for the inside of this old Chevy Blazer, and it didn't have a bottom on it. It was just slid in, and you know, it was just a wire crate type thing. And Zane called me. We'd known each other. We'd met several times before, but we decided we was going to go hunting one night. So had Reno and Duds. We didn't have anything else, did we? No, I think that was it. Yeah, and uh, you threw Reno in the box, and I uh, threw Duds in the box, and we get halfway down there. Or no, we'd, we'd made a drop first, didn't we? No. It was before the first drop. Before the first drop. Yeah, and what did Reno do? Reno took a big old deuce in the back of the blazer. Speaking of that. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and it wasn't just a... I mean, you wouldn't feed and enjoy dog food. I know that. No. It was, whatever it was, it was a lot of it. <laughs> well, I feed my dogs good. <laughs> I reckon. And so you thought that was the funniest thing ever. That was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen was watch you hack and almost wreck and on whine. The, and, on the carpet of that blazer. If, not to mention how you keep your vehicles, but if anyone knows you how much you whine about stuff like that. <laughs> so this is really the first time we'd ever even hung out or you yeah. know went anywhere and you was a whining wanting to kill my dog and <laughs> and he needed it and, yeah probably so but like i said he's my favorite dog whether he ever treated coon or not but the on the side note and i did get some comeuppance because you left your leash on the dog too yes yeah that part wasn't near as funny matter of fact i think it's 
when I went to complain, and you said, oh, no, I thought it was funny. <laughs> and, you know, I sold that thing a year later, and it still couldn't get the smell out. On a hot day, you'd leave that thing out in the sun, and you'd get in it, and it'd smell like freaking dog shit. Well, I can remember when we got home that night, and it was season. Hell, it was a bit cold. Yeah. And when you got home that night, that's the first thing you did was take a garden hose and start spraying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I sprayed it down into some place you couldn't get some scent killer into, because I never could get the smell out of that thing. Yeah, I went, headed home giggling and went to bed while you was out there washing it. Your I know. Out. I waited until it was cold again before I sold it. <laughs> when the guy came over here and looked at it, I'm like, boy, he's going to be pissed in June. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nine years ago and then after that we started because i moved out here uh what two years after that probably or maybe mm. even a year it wasn't long yeah i bought that place off you and then i went to hunting because back then i hunted a kind of more over west princeton and all that stuff but then i started hunting these same farms yeah, i was gonna say i think that night we went out here east of Havana mm-hmm. somewhere i don't even remember where we went yeah we was hunting over there on schaefer on max i think is where we was yep. hunting yep. but yeah then i when i moved over here we immediately went to coon hunting all these farms again and immediately uh we noticed you know still killing big deer everywhere yeah yeah, that don't seem to change. No. And Coon so, hunt one night, kill big deer the next. So over the least, let's just go back this decade. So over 10 years on all these farms, how many nights a year between three of us that hunt it mostly, me, you, Finley? Uh, Chance used to hunt quite a bit. He don't hunt hardly anymore, I don't think. Is Babe still alive? No, not that I know of. Okay. She she disappeared. He let her out one night, and she disappeared yeah. and never come back. I don't she know. Was if she was old, too, anyway. She had went to a neighbor's house at one point in time, and when he went and got her, she was laying, laying on her couch, so she very well might be at yeah. the neighbor's house <laughs> on the couch. Is. But uh, Chance was hunting quite a bit then. We were all hunting together a lot. But how many nights a year do you think dogs got turned loose on these farms? Oh, I don't. I can't even put a number on it. I mean. Anywhere from three to five nights a week. Yeah. So, I mean, know. at least 200 nights a year, I think. Summertime, maybe not quite as hard, yeah. you know. I mean, there's a, a month when it's so miserable cold that we can't hardly hunt, and there's usually about a month, month and a half, when it's so miserable hot we don't want to hunt. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I know I back off a little bit in the summer and hunt one yeah. or two nights a week, but... And so, over the last 10 years, uh, and all these bucks have been killed probably in the last close to 10 years, right? Yes, yeah, the yeah, just about every one of them had been killed yeah. in the last ten years, and some of them behind the place that I bought off of you. Yeah, and then the rest of them, which it got hunted quite a bit too, especially when I moved over there, I was hunting blue was on that farm every day, I think. Yeah, and then how long have the West Virginia guys been leasing? This is their thirteenth year, I believe. Yeah. So, and you sent me a list, and I posted that on on some social media yeah and when you called and asked about the podcast i thought about it and i i don't have the list no more and i wasn't gonna go through the trouble of getting it yeah i say i'll have to look and see if i can't find it somewhere too but upwards of how many how many boone and crockett deer have been taken off that farm i'm not even sure what the boone and crockett rule is 170 i know they've killed some bigger than 170 yeah i was gonna say they've had uh, multiple 170 plus and then and i think two now in the 180s didn't one year they kill four big bucks out of there? Yes. Yeah, two and, with a bow and two and with a rifle. Yes, normally they do kill multiple three yeah. to four, 155 plus. I mean, they won't shoot anything that's not a four, no. five, six-year-old deer. That And these are all four-and-a-half to six-and-a-half-year-old deer, probably. Yes. And yeah. so I know that's a big deal amongst the white-tailed aficionados because one of the gripes they have about dogs is – yeah, it doesn't run all the deer off, but once the human scent and the dog scent gets in there, then the mature whitetails, they get up and they leave and they don't come back. What do you think about when people say something like that, Zane? Well, just, I'm out here every day, you know, I farm. I'm on these farms not only in the night, but in the daylight both. And if you run him off, you'll see him again in an hour. He's coming back. You know, if that's where he is, and don't get me wrong, I've seen deer that especially this time of year in the rut might be four or five miles from where you're getting your pictures of them yep. you know that's part of it but when they've got a home place unless you're just harassing them shooting at them chasing them with your buggy you know which I, that might not even run them off i don't, <laughs> I don't know if it would or not yeah either. i just say but i've watched countless deer as you're walking in there with a light and a gun to go to your dog shooting coons 
recasting whatever you want to do and them deer just either get up and traipse off and you'll see the same deer the next night now the reason one of the reasons i wanted john here too is because this is multiple farms and we're not talking and don't get me wrong it's good deer hunting obviously you know it's good deer hunting but we're not probably the best county in missouri uh for shooting big deer no i wouldn't say i would say probably even east of us is is even a little better you get in the northeast part of the state absolutely uh known for big mature white-tail deer and then we're not i mean because people are going to say well it's you know there's so many big deer and you know of course they're they're shooting them still but they're still running a good portion of them off etc the same thing doesn't apply in georgia as it does in north missouri that the whitetail mecca and all that stuff but well if we got that many 170 plus inch deer we need to share some of them anyways <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's that's one of my biggest complaints amongst big whitetail hunters is that it's not always about the health of the herd it's not always about it's just big antlers they want rules in place to make it way easier to shoot deers, deer with big headgear. Don't it. get me wrong. I don't care to no. shoot a deer that don't have big headgear. Yeah, you know, I'm, but I'm, I'm just, not out there looking for fill my freezer. I, we raise no. cattle. I just need a yeah. steak. Yeah. But, but I would, do like to go out there and shoot a good deer just like everyone else does. But I enjoy coon hunting and, and you can do both. Yeah. And what, how easy does it have to be? <laughs> I mean, how easy do we need to make it? For whitetail hunters to shoot big deer, I mean, what at what point does that stop? Where they're just like, you know, I tripped over three on the way to the stand, <laughs> and I finally, you know, shot one. I I, I don't understand how it's got to get any better. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we grew up in a day where you could do both anywhere you wanted to, and and I tell you what, it's it's turned into a money money yeah. game is what it's done and. And I think that's a lot of stuff. You know, when you go to adding big money in, people paying this to do that, then it turns into problems. And on the deer hunter side, like the the farm, the West Virginia guys come up. When they're up, we don't turn dogs loose. Absolutely. That's what you asked me yeah. earlier. If I'd been hunting, I said, I haven't hunted for two weeks. Yeah. You know, I don't, whether it's West Virginia or I've got a lot of places I can hunt. Mm-hmm. I normally just don't turn loose during the last week of bow season, first week of rifle season, just out of, you know, respect, yep. I guess, and don't want a dog come up missing, you know, junky dog chasing a deer or something, and someone do shoot it. Yep. I, I just don't want the headache. So, Well, I know that usually my cutoff is Halloween. Uh, of course, we, we got kids. We're going to doing the trick-or-treating stuff on Halloween yep. usually, so... Uh, the night before Halloween is usually the last night I hunt up until, uh, you know, the November, you know, the, that first week gets over and then maybe I'll hunt in between a yep. night or two. If I really got a young dog, I think needs to go out, but otherwise I'll just wait the nine days of rifle season and Absolutely. then, and then yep. go out after yep. because that's a common courtesy thing right. too. You know, how many times and it, this, this happens, we don't have it happen very often. I can't think about maybe one or two times you forget to turn a tracking collar on on a young dog or something happens you lose signal you lose the dog and you're out there chomping around dogs still at large you know during the day and it's not only is the dog in danger but it's also going to screw somebody's deer hunt up if their dog's actually running by the tree stand or something like that while they're in it so it's just common courtesy to to do that but i think that whitetail hunters don't understand Mm -hmm. that we're not going to bother anything if they let us. We're actually going to do some good. Yeah. You know, what, how many, especially in October, when those deer are not moving very well and it's still pretty warm, there's acorns everywhere, there's still corn in the fields, uh, they're getting up, they're getting a drink after dark and they're going back to bed and they're, and that's it. Yep. You know, so we, we bust in there with, with some dogs. Maybe we'll get them deer up and moving. Yeah. Maybe you're that day after we hunt. Yeah. Is Ho- the best. Hopefully us traveling or yeah. traveling through there at uh, three o'clock in the morning, maybe at six thirty or yeah. seven thirty, whenever you're in there, he's yeah. coming back. They're trying to get back in. You there. know? Yeah. I actually, one of my best bow kills was the night after I deer hunted when I lived out there east of Ravana, uh, there on Z I'd coon hunted right in there the same spot i was bow hunting the next day and i got in at four o'clock in the morning couldn't sleep got up on my tree stand six pretty 155 inch 10 walks by shoot him done deal yep. you know and that was october 
16th. That was when deer season opened on the 15th. Yeah. You know, and that was the second. Then they're not moving very good that time of year. Right. So we can do some good. Absolutely. Yeah. And so back to the West Virginia guys, uh, <clears throat> which I don't think I've ever, I think I met them once. We had a cookout up here or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I try not to introduce you to yeah. anybody that I want to <laughs> stick around. But if I'm, if I'm bringing you over to meet people, it's because I want them to run off. <laughs> we should have got them over here and got them on the podcast because I would like to hear their views on this. But like when when we're hunting in there, because they get us on game camera all the time. Absolutely. And sometimes it's just me by myself. Like when I got a new buggy, yep. you know, and I drive drive by on the white one and I usually have the black one. And they call you and say, hey, who's yep. this? Who's yeah, this I got retard? a picture of the white one as soon as you got it. <laughs> yeah. Just one of you guys. And so what do they say whenever they make those phone calls and you tell them it's me or somebody that's just coon hunting? They just check and see who was in there. They say, hey, is this you? I said, nope, nope, you see that guy run him off. My next question <laughs> is, why don't they just lease all of North Missouri? <laughs> I think <laughs> we, if they had the money, they would. <laughs> yeah. But what brought them out here? An ad in the newspaper. Really? Yep, yep. Frank actually listed that in a newspaper 13 years ago. No, they had an ad. Oh, I see. They had an ad, and Kelsey had read it. My wife read it and, and told her dad, said, you ought to call these people. They're looking for a place to deer hunt. And why he but made him do it, I have no idea. I mean, he'd never leased ground out, had friends and family had always hunted on it. Mm-hmm. He called them, and they come out and looked at it, and it's been worked out great. I mean, they're great guys. We've got a great friendship now. And what about, because, I mean, you guys got quite a bit of ground. Uh, what about the friends and family that were, were they deer hunting on that farm too? Did you, oh, yeah, did you rub anybody wrong there as far as bringing them guys in? You know, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I, it might have no one said anything there was like you said there's a lot of friends and family and that we've still got like you said we've got ground you know everyone's still got a place mm-hmm. to hunt as far as i know and, and i don't think it was that big a deal i say that was one of where they leased right there around that deal other than that tornado piece that's where i started all them young dogs that was a good place to coon hunt until yes. that tornado comes yeah. through and it's still a good place to coon hunt. You just can't walk through it. No, and I just didn't want to turn anything wild wild in there. But a pup, a pup that's just learning, that ain't going very far, yep. those are perfect. Yep. I love that farm. Now, Wes Hamilton's not a big fan of that farm. Yeah. Every time every time he's took a ruby in there, he's got beat. <laughs> he says ruby can't tree a coon in there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be a fan of it either. <laughs> so what do you think? And so as far as the relationships with the deer hunters go, uh, you guys obviously have a good one. Uh, whenever they came in and you told them that you coon hunted that farm, what were their initial thoughts on that? Um, I don't, I don't know. They might have went home and said, "Hope he's lying," or yeah. <laughs> "Hope he don't coon up much." <laughs> I don't know. They, I mean, that was uh, part of the stipulations. That, yeah. You know, they come out here any time of the year they want to. They come out and we've got a cabin. They stay in it. They come out turkey hunt. They put up food plots. They're here about four times a year normally, maybe five. And uh, But that was the stipulation. You know, when they're gone, we can use it. We don't deer hunt it. But uh, we got we turkey hunt it, squirrel hunt, coon hunt. Yeah, I say me, you, Fryberger, and Burns, that's where we all went squirrel hunting that yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's we still own the ground, you yeah. know. And, and they've never, not a single word about any of that? Because, I mean, part of that is, I assume these guys are really good deer hunters. They are. I mean, you yeah. don't you don't kill. Like I said earlier, there's there's two guys normally that come out and hunt. Yeah. Sometimes they bring a friend or two, but n- most years both of them tag out rifle and bow. You know, they'll come out and rifle hunt for bow hunt for a week. Might fly home, come back, rifle hunt for a week. Yeah, both of them tag out, and when they don't just shoot the first deer that walk by. You know, they're they're pretty picky. They've got a a list every deer they run multiple cell cameras yeah. and do they name the deer i don't know so i, I think not. some of them i oh, think geez. some of them's named yeah i, <laughs> I just lost all them. respect for them i think some of them's <laughs> named but uh yeah i mean they you know they've got a list and this one's young we're not shooting it you yeah. know and so they're making sure they're shooting mature deer that you know they they know know the deer know think they know i don't know 
I don't know how good they are. I know are. they've got plenty of cameras in there because it looks like a Christmas tree whenever yeah. I drive the buggy through there at night. <laughs> and I'm not a good enough deer hunter to tell you that that's a, that deer's four years old by looking at him. Maybe mm-hmm. they are, you know. But they, they've done a lot of studying, and, and they're good at it. I yeah. mean, well, and people are going to say, well, you lease a, what is that farm, 500 acres or so? I don't think it's even that big. I think it's like 360. Yeah, so 360, call it, 400, yeah, call, yeah. It, call it 400 acres. The Truth is sponsored by Havoc Hunting Supply. When you are looking for high-quality gear, go to the people that understand the demands you put on your gear. Havoc has a full line of top-quality hunting gear that meets those demands. Rugged honey vest for the big game houndsman to the sleek, high-speed low-drag vest for that late-round-bound competition hunter. Havoc has what you need. The Havoc website features a complete line of hunting gear for the serious houndsman, and they feature that iconic Havoc logo. Go to HavocHuntingSupply.com and order your gear today. It's time to turn the hounds loose. It's time to wreak some havoc. And a lot of it's pasture. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't like it's 400 acres of just brush and crops. Nope. You know, it's a big chunk of pasture in there. Uh, it's not, you know, if I was going to pick a single farm in this county to lease to just to deer hunt, that wouldn't be the one I picked. You know, and that's what I was getting ready to say earlier about when you asked if it made any friends mm-hmm. and family mine. I don't think of friends or family. I've never deer hunted it. Yeah. But I don't think any of the friends or family have ever killed anything big to speak of off of now there was a 200 inch deer killed off of it before they leased yeah. it but i think it was a fluke deal you know yeah. they they hunted like me and you do they they go out and sit for an hour and drink coffee and <laughs> yeah. and by then we by, hope it's coffee <laughs> by eight by eight o'clock we're mad and ready to go back home mm-hmm. you know these guys are they're deer hunters they they put a, a lot of time and yeah. effort into it and a lot of hours spent in the stand so and so how would because we do hunt a lot of leased ground, uh, not just that farm, but you look at all of Helbings. Uh, yeah. What is that? The Double Deuce Ranch. Yep. Yeah, that's the Double Deuce. And how many out? I mean, how many guns do they outfit and bow guys? No, I wouldn't year? even have a clue. I mean, that's a big deal up there. Yeah. I know Mike's a, an awesome guy, and yeah, kudos to him for letting us go up there and coon yep. hunt and, and, it's and a, keeping his thing going as strong as it is. Yeah. I mean, he's got it figured out. It's the same thing with them from September 15th to usually about the 1st of January. Uh, we're not allowed in there either, which is fine. Right. Because you know, that's a huge chunk of ground, huge tract. You yeah. know, and, and that's what I tell every every guy I try to get permission yeah. off of. I know a deer hunter got it leased. I'm like, hey, can we share this? Can I go in there about February and hunt from February till June? Yeah. You know, give me a new place for four or five months. Yep. I'll hunt the months of the year that your deer don't even have horns and you can't tell what it, what they yeah. are you know and yeah. some guys are like yeah that'd be great and some guys are no i don't want you on me at all which you know it's ours it's yeah and what you had the one guy say you didn't want him scaring the turkeys off yes yes i did have a guy <laughs> i asked him about hunting in the spring and he didn't want me scaring his turkeys off and i said well as far as i know this dog has never ran a turkey but you know he he might. On a side note, I was at the World Hunt yeah, there a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, and uh, sent a tree to coon out of the truck for 200 and was treed in the ground in, below a bank. Was she struck on a turkey for 100? No, she wasn't. She actually, <laughs> we turned her loose right on a hot coon. She wheeled around and struck it. And that was the only time I've ever struck the dog for 100 in her life. I knew I was going to lose the cast as soon as I'd done it. But uh, she got treed. And, uh, I mean, this may be a little illegal, but I got her up on the bank and I was just waiting for him to come look at her hole, you know, and I'd already looked in there and you, it went way back in the bank and you couldn't see nothing in it, but it was on the bank and there's a big oak tree right above it. And I just kind of pulled my thermal up and thought, well, I wonder if there's a coon up there. And I seen it just glowing like crazy. I was like, huh, you know, she's already treed again. She's already barking (laughs) at this tree. And I'm thinking, I wonder what I should do when them guys come over here, you know? And then I, I pulled the deal and turned my light on real quick because they were still a half mile away from me, and it was a big turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I could have got it plussed anyway. But well, I wish you wouldn't have put your light on. And you, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear how that comes out. I know he's here. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> he's right behind that turkey. <laughs> but most guys are going to be 
Because you get the guy, and you see it on Facebook all the time, social media all the time. All oh, the deer hunters are ruining this, and the deer hunters are ruining that. And in some places, maybe they are. Um, I know that at the World Hunt this year, Southern Illinois was a train wreck uh, with all the deer hunters and the crops mm. coming out and the game wardens all over the place. I think some guys got tickets. I know they had to meet with PKC and the and the game wardens and all that stuff. Really? Oh yeah, it was, it was a mess. I know on our cast. And we weren't even quite on the farm yet that we didn't have permission on. But the dogs were, but we weren't. Oh, yeah. And a guy come in there, a game warden come in there and said, hey, where are your dogs at? And, of course, we've got Garmin's. You know, right. Show him where the dog's at. Get them out. Get them out right now. We've already had a call. We walked by a cell camera, I guess, or one of the farmers shelling corn over here had at least, and we drove right by him and turned loose. And Yeah. yeah I mean, and that was a regular occurrence out there. But. In most cases, uh, deer hunters are going to be, you know, we, we hunt on them all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of it is these guys don't go up and talk to them, and they don't build any relationship with them. Right. Uh, you see, and I'm kind of guilty of it too, but like say around here and I see Louisiana plates or South Carolina plates or New York plates, and it's always a brand new truck with a topper pulling a ranger, and so that's how you know they're not from here and they're here just a deer. Yeah. And you'll see them in a farm that you may want to coon hunt. Now, I don't stop most of the time, which I've got plenty of ground. I don't have to worry about it anyway. But most of the time, you can go up and talk to those guys and explain what you're doing. Oh, man, they're they're outdoorsmen just like yeah. us. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I I know what this podcast is about and, and the relationship, but I have a great relationship yeah. with about any of them. I'm, we've got the Louisiana guys, like I told you earlier, staying in the sh- shop over here. They fish fry for us every mm-hmm. year, you know. They're they're awesome, yep. and I, I deer hunt that least too. Yeah, and it's it's not actually ours, but they, you know, I go in there and deer hunt that least. They ask me when it's to fish fry. They're like, "You gonna coon hunt this week? We want to go with you." Yeah, you know, yeah, they come I, up here to have a good time, not yeah. to not to be a dick and run someone off. You know, that's not what they're here for. They're they're wanting to do the same thing we're wanting to do, just a different style of hunt. Well, I think the worst thing that we could do is not build that relationship, and the first time they meet us is when our our dog is treated on their deer lease. Absolutely. That's the worst possible scenario right there. Now, say I go turn loose on, you know, something that's that's close to Helbings, and the dog ends up on Helbings, and Helbings come over there when I'm there. They already know me. They already know who I am. They already know I didn't do it on purpose. Well, it makes a big difference whenever it's a stranger or someone. Mm-hmm. Even if you've only, even if you've only met them in a the cafe of a morning and drank coffee and just made small yeah. talk in there, you know, if if you see an out of state or someone you don't know in there this time of year drinking coffee, nine times out of ten they're a traveling deer hunter, whether yep. they're from Kansas City or from New York. You know, mm-hmm. they're a traveling deer hunter. If you'll visit with them in there and say, "Where are you hunting at?" Are you having any luck? You know, make small talk. Yep. And then, like the other day, I was in there visiting with them. I said, where are you hunting at? Out here east of Ravana. I'm like, really? Where at? They told me. I'm like, well, I've been on that place. Yeah. Get to visiting with them. Tell them you're a coon hunter. And then if they do see you in there, they're like, hey, this is that guy from the restaurant. Yeah. You know, he was polite and courteous. We'll come over one to visit and drink coffee this morning. Yep. They ain't going to come in there saying, I don't know you. What are you doing here? Yep, you know? Exactly. And so one of the things, because it's difficult for people, especially in the social media age, to just go up and talk to somebody anymore. Yeah. You know, they would rather take a picture of them and put it on Instagram and be like, these mother effers are in the spot I used to coon up and I can't coon up. Well, go, go talk to the guy. Absolutely. Go say hi to him. And, you know, I'm not exactly the friendliest guy in the world, <laughs> but even I can go over there and... and and, you know, schmooze a deer hunter and see if I can't maybe get on some coon hunting ground a little bit. <laughs> and I'm telling you, you know, I don't know how it is in different places, like you said earlier, but around here, nine out of ten of them are here for yeah. ten days, you know. They're here two weeks, yep. ten days, and they'll say, hey, you want to go in there after January? You know, I'm not coming back, or I might be in here late season. I appreciate if you'd stay out till January. You want to go in there January? You have at it. Yeah. You know, they don't care. And a lot of guys like you the do, fact that we're there. Yeah, when they're when we're when they're because someone's there watching yeah. over you know yeah. you know there's some, know that if something happens you can call them and yeah. say hey this is going on here you know there's a vehicle here's they're supposed to be and yeah well you look at them guys that got the Buckeye Bottoms lease just there north of the cabin 
that's always full of turkeys. Yep. You know, always full of turkeys right there. And uh, I never see anybody there during turkey season when I'm turkey hunting at her cabin, you know. And a couple deer seasons ago, they're in there. They're coming out as I'm coming out with Jace. And I've stopped, BS with them for a little bit. And I said, hey, you guys come down during turkey season? Are you just deer? No, no, we just deer hunt. And I said, do you care if a guy goes in here? No, no, I don't care. Yep, yep. That's some of the best turkey hunting in all of North Missouri. And all I had to do was just talk to them. Yep. And, of course, they don't care if I coon on either. And if they'll let you in there, they'll let anyone in there. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably pretty easygoing guys. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it can't be any different here because it can't be any different in the South. I can't see how it could be. No. Because you hear this complaint from Virginia to Nebraska to Texas. To, I was going to say, and from what I've been to the South, you know, them guys in Texas – are the best guys I've ever been around mm-hmm. to deal with. So I can't see how you could not get along with someone down there. I no. Mean, and just like me and Jed talked earlier, um, Kevin's whole ranch is just there for deer hunt. You know, that, that whole ranch is just, and all the, all the farms around it, and them guys are just there to deer hunt. Uh, and Kevin and Cole's prime example. If yeah. they put up with you and Jed year after year, <laughs> I don't see how anyone could not get along with him. Hey, I went down there hunting with Cole a few weeks ago, and he took me to a pecan grove that I've never seen so many coons in my life. I think we treated like 14 coons. Really? And by we did, we only hunted to like 1130 with Dom and Scent and Goose. And uh, Joe's guided me several times, and it, it wasn't nothing like that. <laughs> so <laughs> Joe probably t- Joe probably guides you in those places on purpose. Joe Joe knows me better than Cole does, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I asked Joe because I didn't know whether to be happy with Joe that he got Cole up and they both took me to this spot, or mad at him that he took me to all that crap before he took me to this spot. Yeah, knowing he had that spot, I know. <laughs> them's good guys right there. No, Cole and Joe and and Kevin and Karen and all them folks down there in East Texas. I mean, that's that's one thing. That's another thing. Lone Star's coming up. Is that your... I ain't going to get to go. Oh. What do you got to do? Got to work. Got to carry mail. Oh, my gosh. Government worker. Yeah, I took a week off and... Really? I said, you know, that's the week I go to Texas. Well, I know you went to Texas, but I didn't know what week. I said, well... (laughs) It's that week. You had four in January to choose from. I had a deal in my mailbox that said they're hiring rural carriers or something Well, they might be hiring another one. (laughs) (laughs) They might be hiring another one. What is your... uh, schedule is for what do you got for what do you got in the kennels right now let's switch over and talk some coon dogs i've got one dog in the kennel is that that one out of whiz yes bang i call him Uh, what's he like is that the one they took out super steaks no that was throb we uh we've got three of the whiz pups out of the first litter and uh bang's the one i've hunted primarily yeah i've had him since he's about six months and i don't know what he's like really he's pretty calm and he tree a coon when he wants to and he can look like an idiot when he wants to kind of remind me of duds he's got a lot of talent he just don't use it all the time yeah. duds would use it duds had a good knack of making mixing in something else retarded into his talent every night because yeah, you'd one, see a flash out of duds every night yeah this one don't have the flashes on his off nights he's just as plain yeah. as paper is I that mean, that one that whenever that's him yeah you know he's got a good mouth yeah. he moves around good he could tree coons. He's got he's got the talent. He just some nights he don't feel like treeing coons. I guess. Yeah. What's he do on them off nights? Just run. Just run. Yeah. That's a trader trait. That's the trader. I'm hoping when this one's three. Usually that from between one and a half to two and a half, they're a chore. Yep. And then they they kind of come out of it. That's what I told Jed. I was trying to get his money one for fall super stakes. He was one year old, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told Jed. I said, you know, I said. I'm not trying to offend you, but all the trader dogs I've ever been around needed killed till they're three years old. <laughs> yeah. I said, then when they're three years old, they become rock stars. Yeah. I said, I'm hoping, you know, we doubled up on trader. I'm hoping yeah. that it they're, might be six before he's a rock star since we doubled up on it. But it's a weird strain of dogs because they start early. They do. And he did too. Yeah. He treated his first coon off the silage pit by himself, live wild coon, never seen one before at six months old. Yeah. Or five and a half, they're six months old. They're freaks like that. They're just. They give you so much hope, and then they start super early. That's how Jed got Ralph and Bella and some Rain. of them ones and Rain. And they get in that slump and Trick. Yep. You know, Trick was the same way. They get in that slump, that one and a half to two and a half year old slump. 
people get mad at them and they sell them. And Jed's a master at buying them things for little or nothing and well, keeping them around long enough to. to say he knows enough about that line of yeah. dogs that he he knows what they need. He can yeah. he can bring it out where some of the other people you know don't know what to do with them and give up on them. And I I even know what to do with them and I want to give up. On oh them. man, it's miserable. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I I know what he did going through now with him being out of one of our own dogs or yeah. two of our own dogs. I guess we own both the male and female. You know, when you're raising something out of your own, starting your own stuff, that's... Where's the other two at? One at Fryburgers, one at Burns? One at Fryburgers, and then Logan Sinden's got one. I had two of them, and I couldn't do this one. Yeah. This one's the one I liked, and I wasn't doing the other one enough justice, you know, whenever the other one would get to looking. If he didn't look good, I just wouldn't turn him loose. Yeah. You know, I kept turning this one loose. And... What, are, what are the other ones doing? Uh, the one at Fryburgers got supposed to be really nice. He's yeah. a coon treer. He's, he's the one. We raised all three of them until he was... I don't remember how old, and we sold that one. Well, we sold that one last January, right there, about the time we went to Lone Star. Yeah. And he went through a couple people. Everyone that had him said he was a coon treer. He just don't have a big mouth like the other two. I got you. You know, he's got an average mouth, kind of chops on the ground like Wiz does. Yeah. And, and trees coons. Trees, trees a pile of them, they say. I have only hunted with him a time or two. They've had him down there the whole time. So. What are they taking to Lone Star? I'm guessing he'll go. Yeah. And then... Uh, I don't know what Burns will take. I think what about my favorite dog, Whizbang? What's he up to? He's just living a good life. <laughs> he he get, he? He's getting coon on its own. Yeah. Are they going to take him down there, I see? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. You know Chris. He ain't going to leave home without no, him. No, I'll probably draw that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> then he'll beat me, and then I'll be really mad. <laughs> just, I hope so. So what else we got, Zane? You want to finish up on any deer deer hunting advice that you got this whole wall of big deer hunters? And there's probably like three deer hunters listening to this podcast right now. We better throw them a bone. Well, I don't know any advice. I, whenever you see a deer, shoot it. Yeah, that's don't, a, that's don't. A, I tell everyone, they said, Where, where'd you kill him? When'd you kill him? I said, the best time to shoot a big deer is when you see him. <laughs> don't, don't go eat lunch. Is that don't go advice? eat lunch. That's my best advice, yes. I, the deer I killed this year, I killed right at lunchtime and the... He actually come off the the lease we was talking about earlier. He no. come across the fence and come in on ground that we still got the we hunt, and that was game over for him. I took well, him over there to the cabin and said, "You guys went to dinner, and this thing was running around your farm the whole time." I said, "I don't, I don't know what you guys is doing. You can't kill him in here in the cabin." What about uh, Jared's deer? Where did it come from? It come from one of the same farms yeah. there. They're that all, was a good deer too. I mean, they're all right here. Yeah. Every one of these deer on the wall have come within three miles of this yeah. house, probably five miles. Of, well, I think your yeah. house was five yeah. miles down there, mm-hmm. but that's on the road. I think as a crow flies, it probably ain't over three and a half. And all of them were coon hounds have traipsed for three decades. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, the farms that I've got left that I can deer hunt. Them are the only farms that I can coon hunt yeah. year round anytime I want. And no one ever say anything to oh. me. So, you know. Them's the ones that get hunt the hardest. They're also the ones that I can drive around. So, <laughs> yeah. so they get turned loose even in the summer months. Whenever you know, like that deer there was killed in a cow pasture. Yeah. I could drive that twelve months of the year. So that's one of my favorite farms to turn loose yeah. on. I say this farm right here by the hay shed. I bet you it gets hunted three hundred fifty nights a year. Oh yeah, there's, there's always somebody cooed up in that. And that's the you know that's the biggest problem. You was asking about numbers earlier, and you drive down the road, you see coons hit by cars everywhere mm-hmm. uh i had a deer hunter send me a picture the other day had 17 in one trail cam picture yep. he said i thought you was a coon hunter you're supposed to be coon hunting over here i said man i can't take the population out especially no. with the dogs i'm packing we but, we, uh, we heard we can hurt them there at the hay shed i was gonna say the hay shed this place i killed this buck over here mm-hmm. uh places like that it's hard to start. It's hard to get a good tractor yeah. to run, you know. Them yeah. coons, and if, we we have to have places like that. Yeah, if if the coons are still there, they're smart, and yeah. they hear that buggy pull in, they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I don't it's, see. I yeah. don't see my whole family get wiped out by these guys. Absolutely, yeah. it's climb or die with them guys. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, we ain't getting down. Yeah. So it's you know a lot of them places that we hunt four or five nights a week. It's hard to tree a coon on them, yeah. you know, especially on oh bad nights at the coons ain't moving very good anyways yep them places they ain't moving at all and just to talk about how coons can repopulate so quickly we will 
in January on a nice night when people are killing 15, 20 coons and everything's good and you turn loose over here at the hay shed after we've been pounding it all mm-hmm. year, you're not going to tree very many coons. No. You're lucky to tree a coon or two. Yeah. And you're going to be and, three quarters of a mile in there when yeah. you do. And you then know. come April, you can go in there and tree six, seven, eight a night again. Yep. You know, they move in that fast. And then I've noticed one thing about that farm is even in November, December, during kill season, you're knocking out a lot of little coons. Yeah. Kittens. Yeah. Kittens that were born late. I was going to say, I noticed that. Well, mm-hmm. it might have been last time me and you mm-hmm. was hunting in there. We killed one, and you was like, this thing's like a kitten. Yeah. Yeah, it was a four or five-pound coon in early December. Might have been some of them I brought home from Texas. <laughs> yeah, might have been. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bringing them Texas coons home, trying to win another one of them belt buckles. Yeah. Show my dogs what they smell like. Between you and Burns, I'm going to have to go win a belt buckle just so I don't have to listen to you and Burns anymore. Burns, he hey, wears his everywhere. I got mine on. Do you? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But you could win five of them, and you're still going to hear it from me and Burns. Well, that's true, too. I want to get, I'm going to get my own hunt where I know I'll win and get like a championship belt. Like a WWF championship belt, and then while you guys are wearing your little bitty belt buckles on my hey, big belt, buckle. it'll have to be a one person hunt <laughs> if you know you're gonna win it. You're putting it on. Well, I, I mean, I'm either gonna have to cheat or just have my own, only entry. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you'll probably move your dog in under a turkey and get yeah. minus. Yeah, I say I won't make it to where I can get scratched off off game. <laughs> All right, Zane, we're about at time. You got anything else you need to add? No, I don't. Well, I think unless you forgot anything. No, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about the whole deer hunting thing because I do want to. I do want to go back really mm-hmm. go back to the thyroid deal. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, go you, ahead. you already did bring it up, <laughs> thinking you was right, and I am. But no, you're not. He said on there that there uh, was thyroid dogs. Yes, that needed these pills. Yeah. So and do you all, agree all, now that these thyroid never, dogs need these pills? <laughs> I never said that there was no such a thing. As a thyroid dog. I did say that all these jokers giving these dogs these pills ain't thyroid dogs. You know, and I believe the last time we had this conversation yeah. on a podcast, we, we agreed on the same thing. Yeah. There is a lot of them that, you know, throw them at them and say, this is I, what it's got to be. I will say one thing that he brought to attention, that Taylor brought to my attention on that podcast, and that is there's been no study to see if uh, the thyroid pills are a performance enhancer. And they may be. Yeah. You know, know, that that is, that is a possibility. I have no idea on that. Yeah. And, I, and I agree with, well, yeah. I'm not going to tell you you're right, but I'll agree <laughs> with you that there is a lot of people that say, you know, my dog's acting wrong, thyroid right now. Yeah. Put him on the pills. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's not. No. But a true thyroid dog, and I tell you right now, I've told you before, I'm a thyroid person. You take them pills away from me, and I'm going downhill. Yeah. You know, a thyroid dog's the same same way. One thing if I did. If it's a thyroid dog and it's got to have them pills and you ain't giving them to him, you know. No. You, you, now, that I agree with. Yes. True thyroid dogs, if they don't have them pills, they are not. They are going to be a train wreck. Absolutely. I just don't think that any of these dogs, not any of them, I bet one out of a thousand of these dogs that are getting thyroid pills right now that are running the circuit are actual thyroid dogs. Well, and I don't. But there may be, and he did say that we don't know if it's a performance enhancer or not. It may make a dog that's just a common dog a good dog. And so there is <laughs> there is that. Well, and if that's the case, I'm getting some thyroid pills because that's all I got is common dogs, and <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to up him <laughs> Well, maybe you were just a common deer hunter, and all of a sudden you got your thyroid pills, and now here you are just stacking deer hey, up on the wall. that could be. That could be. <laughs> See, you're getting these thyroid pills, and I'm getting ready to buy stock. Here. I may buy some. <laughs> maybe I can get more work done. Yeah, because you're a common worker right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my boss may hear this. (laughs) Let's keep that to a minimum. (laughs) But no, the deer hunting stuff, build relationships. Most of them, yes, there are some absolute dickheads that are deer hunters. We all know that. But most of them. I loaned one a gun one year. Yeah, me. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you know I'm. That's how you know I'm a hardcore deer hunter. I'll call the night before deer season. I'm like, hey, Zane, you got gun? I can borrow. Yeah, yeah, I seen yeah. a big buck. I may actually want to shoot it. So now, I think you just go. You build relationships. Talk to them. Do all the stuff that we do. And next thing you know, you're over here with umpteen thousand acres to coon hunt. Absolutely. And like you said earlier, I said I don't remember who said it, but 
you know, make that relationship because them guys are them guys are good dudes. They really yeah. are. I don't want to get on here and bash deer hunters yeah. by any means, you know, because I'm doing the same thing. I'm I'm putting them on the wall. Yeah. I'm gonna have six after this year. So you know, they're good dudes. They're out there enjoying the wildlife too. Just yeah. you know, yeah. Instead instead of bashing them, make that relationship. You know, because most of them, like I said earlier, if you'll go up there and visit with them and say, hey, you doing have any luck, you know. And, just make small talk and before you know it they're like hey you ain't a bad guy yeah if you want coon hunt out there you know yep. give me my month and a half of bow season rifle yep. season late season and then have at it or even you know some of them guys where baiting's allowed or something like that go out there and dump some corn in front of their cameras or let because you know them guys are in west virginia you go out and change the batteries in their cameras and stuff absolutely and all that stuff and, and you're right here that's how good the guys they are i go they'll mail me i don't even buy the batteries really oh yeah they'll mail me double a batteries which you know i've got two laying on the end of the table (laughs) (laughs) but they'll mail me batteries pay the freight on them out here and like hey can you run up there and put that in that camera can you adjust this can you do that and i'm like absolutely you know it takes 10 minutes yeah i run up there and do it kill a 165 inch deer and they're like you gonna mount him i'm like absolutely we'll send him with us we'll pay to have him mounted and we'll bring him back to you yeah you know, mine's on the mine's on the bus right now to West Virginia. He's yep. headed to West Virginia already. Go. So you know, they're they really are good dudes. They're they just, must be because it's just like Kevin. If they'll put up with you, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, and they're ones of them that sending me pictures. Hey, look at these trail yeah. cameras. You know, we we ain't getting nothing but coons in our food plots. And I thought you was a coon hunter. Yeah. I'm like, well, I am, but you're going to have to buy me a good dog. <laughs> Just because I'm traipsing around out there with a light and a gun. Won't be no. long. They'll be bringing dog-proof tracks, traps with them from West Virginia yeah. to try to get all the coons off the farm. Yeah. I was going to say, just because I've got a dog and a light and a gun don't mean I'm a good coon hunter. You know, there's a lot of people out there that's deer hunting that ain't killing big that's deer. Right. You know? Just because you're doing it don't mean you're good at it. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll shut her down. I can't think of anything else. But, yeah, just to reiterate, we can't have our first uh, introduction to a landowner or a leaser or a hardcore deer hunter be us trespassing on their farm. No. It can't be the first time they meet us. And we've had that. Absolutely. And and sometimes that's not anybody's fault. Bad stuff happens. And it's always important to take that as you're in the wrong as as the guy that's doing the trespassing. Absolutely. You know, I've been caught on farms before where i ain't supposed to be and the first thing i say is i'm sorry well and and the worst part about that is you'll have someone that wants you to come coon hunt maybe you know and they'll say hey i own 200 acres over here can you come come coon hunt yeah well you can't really because that's the only 200 acres you got around yep and you know as well as i do you turn that dog loose he's gonna make a right turn right off the bat and be on the neighbor bam and that guy don't know you. Yep. He don't want you coon hunt. You know, he might eventually. Yeah. But like you said, you can't, that can't be your initiation no. whenever you walk in there and he's like, why are you here? I don't know you. I don't want, you know, I'm trying to deer hunt and you've yep. got dogs in here barking, waking me up at one o'clock in the morning. I know it's got to scare my deer. Yeah. Nope. You're right. And we need to, the good thing is you build one relationship and next thing you know those guys are talking to their neighbors absolutely and they say hey i got a guy coming here to coon hunt and if his dogs get over here he'll just come get them it's no big deal and then next thing you know there's three four farms and you've got a big chunk of ground to yep. hunt. so yeah be likable like me and zane you are like it. zane anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm not letting you talk anymore we're getting off here <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network.